Welcome to Teleos, a podcast designed to equip parents and leaders as they make mature disciple makers of the next generation. For more resources, check out the show notes below. We're glad you're here. Now let's get going. Well, hey, welcome back. We are happy to have you tune in. This is John speaking. We've got Kara with us. Hey. And Andrew. Hey, hey, hey. And our special guest. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Uh, that's a you want me to start over? No, I think we just got to keep going. <laughs> oh, just keep man. her going. This, this podcast is real and raw, as you can see. So raw. So our special guest today is Jeff Ringenberg. Booyah. Uh, Booyah. Oh, that's, good. that's a good one. <laughs> He's been planning that one. There you go. So Jeff and I go way back. Uh, Jeff was a leader uh, with the junior high ministry, him and his wife, Jean. When I first got my feet wet in ministry and came on board here, they've been long-term Grace members. Um, he's a shepherding elder. He's a mentor parent now. Um, he's had three girls come up through the youth ministry. Now they're full grown. Um, Jeff, tell me a little bit about your family. And then we ask this for all of our guests. What kind of high schooler were you back in the day? <laughs> uh, well, family-wise, Gene and I have been married 40 years this Ooh, year. Congratulations. And we got a Hawaii trip in before Ooh. COVID oh, hit last January. Oh, so nice. it was awesome. We were reliving that uh, just recently. But uh, it's been a blessing to my life to have Gene as my partner uh, in this in this life and world. But three daughters, grown, now married. Each of them have kids. Uh, we'll have, in January, our 10th grandchild born. Wow. wow. I'm not old enough for this. I just want to let know because... When uh, I called someone grandpa, that guy was old. Mm. And I, not you. Uh, not me. <laughs> no, that mustache keeps you young. <laughs> exactly. Uh, my, my Paul Tripp mustache. And, uh, uh, it's a joy to see my kids and uh, son-in-laws and uh, grandkids uh, in, the, in the grind, uh, being a part of their lives. But me as a high schooler, so that's a really loaded question. So I would... Uh, Describe my high school years as lonely, mm-hmm. as kind of a, I was, I just didn't quite fit in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to a little junior high, a little uh, country junior high, uh, elementary school and junior high, mm-hmm. and then went to the big school for, mm-hmm. for high school. And again, everyone um, uh, that most predominantly came from the Princeton junior high and stuff. And so they all had their connections and I always felt kind of on the outside of it mm-hmm. and so there were some really uh, low moments in my life mm-hmm. which uh, propelled me into the life that I've lived as a youth for Christ staff person but um, through those low moments my connections at church relationships at our church a Christian coach that was in my high school that really uh reached out to me and cared for me mm-hmm. during those low moments and then uh, a, a decent and strong family. Oh, that's uh, awesome. So many of those pieces are not in the lives of kids today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's propelled me into a uh, mission work vocationally with you for Christ these last 40 years as well. Awesome. That's yeah. really cool to hear. Yeah. And actually, so I didn't meet you through grace. I actually met you through youth for Christ. So kind of go a little bit more into that. Um, through our like youth network is where, is where we met. And so um, what do you do there? How did you get involved in that? So um, from my high school experience, and went in, I had a positive uh, uh, Christian college experience, 
at a Christian university, uh, Trinity International University, which had a profound impact uh, on my life in a po- lots of positive ways. Hmm. But uh, felt compelled towards uh, youth and had the opportunity to join Youth for Christ on mission at that point in 1980 and uh, leading a site for half of my YFC career or so, leading the charge towards lost kids and, and seeing many say yes to Jesus that way. But now currently more in, because I, I skew the Youth for Christ name. I'm the old guy now <laughs> for Youth for Christ. But uh, leading younger folks and establishing uh, older leadership for those who are on the front lines. Mm. But my specific role is operations, uh, development, legacy giving, and then expansion, talking with more folks in, in this time mm. of COVID where uh, those challenged with the expansion aspect of things, although we are growing in YFC unusually, not because of my work, but because God's leading. And uh, so still a part of, uh, from a older perspective, or a leading those who are leading the, the charge towards lost kids uh, in those roles, uh, more uh, senior leadership-wise, I guess yeah. I'd say. And you've got kind of a weird uh, office mate next to you as well, right? <laughs> Well, I have many weird ones because we have a bullpen, but uh, uh, you're talking about Jay Pearson or Ryan Anderson or Dan Lernan. Could be or, Dan Lernan, yeah, Dan possibly. <laughs> Uncle Dan. Uncle Dan. Uncle Dan is Isis. Love that guy. And uh, uh, yeah, helping lead the charge. Dan is the point leader, but uh, working with him as a uh, kind of a right-hand man. And he says, I get to do everything he doesn't want to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you get to. You get yeah, to. I get to do oh, yeah. What a special get blessing to. from the yeah. Man, it's, it's you're a so blessed. thrill to be a part of uh, Youth for Christ, but also uh, people like yourselves in pursuit of kids. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, I love it. And uh, it's there's a lot of people in the Central Illinois area that are loving and reaching out to kids, uh, you guys included. So Awesome. Love it. That's cool. That's that's awesome. Okay, so so Jeff, you um you've been a parent to teens. You've uh helped and worked with a lot of parents of teens. Um what would be some like overarching trends that you feel like you've noticed that don't like necessarily change per generation? It's just like this is always gonna happen. Yeah. So one of the thoughts that comes to mind is the uh statistics that just breaks our heart that a high percentage of kids that grow up in Christian families don't claim faith themselves and um that just rips my heart out that Mm. for a a a good percentage i don't know if you guys know current statistics on that i i don't know a specific statistic but it's high Mm -hmm. it's 50 percent or more Mm. last i knew specifically and it just breaks my heart which which takes me back then to what's going on in the christian home Mm -hmm. in the home that parents are attending church they're Good people, they're uh, they have great intentions, mm. but something something again is going on in the home. Something is going on in the church. Something is going on that is uh, not having a high percentage of the youth that are growing up in those settings latching onto the faith themselves. Mm. And I, my from my vantage point, the a, a major component of that is that. Many Christian parents are living on uh, skewed ideas. Mm-hmm. They're slightly off and kind of the their deepest part of themselves as they're living out their parenting life, but not only their parenting, but their spiritual life. Mm-hmm. And so 
um, that grabs my heart and attention for my own for my own heart what 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 needs to happen in me that protects me from getting skewed or cynical and trusting Jesus uh, living out this life of grace and mm-hmm. faith that is my our only hope and uh, again now uh, in a place in life where I can uh, d- deliver or bring uh, ideas to parents that help them reorient their their thinking their life and their choices what base they're operating from and that kind of a thing mm-hmm. so that's good so I have a kind of a follow-up question to that then um so I, I want to make sure I rephrase this right but you were saying that so often it can be the case that parents are how did you say this um kind of that they're trying to do the right thing yes, they're trying to yeah. involve their kids but there are but there are things mixed in there skewed beliefs skewed beliefs so which i'm recognizing in me which is a really cool part of the journey just for me personally but realizing that there have been places in my life that i directly do not trust jesus on oh man and for me to come to that realization as a person who had lived in has lived in christ for a long journey of my life mm-hmm. um that was so confrontive to me that here I was being an evangelist telling others to trust in Jesus mm. and coming to the realization that there were places places and, and territory in my life where I came to understand I don't trust him. Mm. And mm. when I, God helped open my eyes to that, those places in me, it, it started to then trail into that's true for, ever, for mm-hmm. many people. Mm-hmm. And so I love on a parenting aspect to utilize a tremendous resource in the parenting training that Gene and I have have uh, stumbled into, mm-hmm. uh, the resource of parenting by Paul Tripp, and the byline is fourteen gospel principles that will radically can radically transform or change your family. Mm. And going down into those places to recognize where where is it that I'm believing a lie, or functioning on a skewed idea mm. as a believer in Jesus. Not it doesn't have any bearing on our salvation position mm-hmm. or aspect. But I'm functioning on a daily manner, skewed, and I'm missing all that the grace yeah. of Jesus and can the, bring. And to the me. odds are would be that you don't know. You don't know that. Huge part. Yeah. So, Huge thing. So what would you say is the, the difference you see between people who recognize uh, skewed beliefs in themselves and people who don't recognize them? One of the one of the major factors from my observation on that is a person who can say I am screwed up. Hmm. Hmm. That I have a definition for a mature believer in Christ. I, that that person has a growing understanding of their desperate need for a savior. Hmm. Doesn't have anything to do with a degree or a, um, I've got the Bible memorized or any of that. None of the things that are part that can be a part of this, but. A deep understanding that I am in desperate need of Jesus in my heart right now, right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And for a person, as they, you can get a sense in conversation with a person if they have an understanding of that in their heart. Mm-hmm. And yes, God gives us skills and personalities and and capacity, but none of that has any bearing on me changing my heart. Only Jesus can change my heart. Mm-hmm. Only Jesus mm-hmm. can change my heart. 
And as parents, the skew that comes in is like, it's my job to change my kid's heart. Mm. Wrong idea. Yeah. That's so sneaky like of an idea. It doesn't, no, people don't say that, you know. But they feel rarely. the pressure. Exactly. Yeah, correct. So walk us back in your own story. You don't have to go too deep into any of it, but were there some pivotal points for you and Jean as you raised your yeah. girls? I, you know, every parent feels clueless. <laughs> I was just talking about this. You know, yes. you, you think you know it all before you have kids, and then you have kids and realize how much you don't know. Oh. So, so was there yes. some big aha moments or was it incremental pivotal changes for you and Jean or what, how did that process look like? It's a mix of both, uh, incremental and then by God's grace in our lives, just kind of understanding that we happened onto some really strong grace principles. Hmm. But one, um, pivotal moment for Jean and I was when our oldest was in, uh, a significant rebellion. Mm-hmm. And trying to navigate that is just torture. Mm-hmm. It is just hard. Um, you don't you don't know what to do or say. Mm-hmm. Your heart is broken for this just outright rejection of what we were living on as values. And there are some just tremendously low moments. And it came to a head in the spring of 1998 for Gene and I, in the middle of that, um, where. Um, our daughter attempted suicide, uh, and just the accumulation of that took it, drove us into seeking God more of God's ideas for our life mm-hmm. or our parenting lives in that. And so he brought some tremendous friends near us who had were a little further down the line as, in parenting and had faced those kinds of things with their children. Uh, some resources, uh, just grace principles that we latched onto more strongly. And again, you mentioned to it, as a parent, when you're going through the, the paces of parenting, you just, am I doing the right thing? Mm-hmm. Am, I, am I saying the right thing? Do I have the right rules? Do, am I overburdening? Am I, uh, do I have the right spirit? And in that middle, we, the, the greatest message of the great, grace parenting is that you have jesus with you a hundred percent of the time mm-hmm. and he will and can bring to you what you need to face what you are facing with your children and cry out to him he will answer you mm. he will help you see things that you're blind to he will help you live in grace which means that you don't have to hide your weaknesses yes you can admit them and um again there are lo- other principles at play but so for us it was incremental, but again, came to a height, uh, a heightened pivoting point when we face those those things with our yeah our kids. Yeah, I I'm sorry to keep stopping the train here, but I have another thought. Just some observation. I I, I know um, some parents, uh, quite a few that that have just gone through like traumatic, um, difficult, really tough stuff, and. By and large, I feel like when I look at those parents in a really amazing and strange way, those are the ones that I see first going, I'm I'm messed up, like you were saying earlier. Um, so a really interesting aspect of this. So for Gene and I, here, here was a huge one. So we were given a resource called Relief for Hurting Parents, uh, a book resource for parents who are in the thick of rebelling with their kids. Mm-hmm. The first words in that par- that book, which I... It's close. It's not going to be perfect, but hurting parents, 
God knows what you're feeling. His kids rebelled too. Mm. Oh, man. So I get it brings tears to my eyes because the... In that moment of desperation, of great pain as a parent, to hear those words wash over us was amazing because here's God as a perfect parent. Mm. He was a perfect parent, Mm -hmm. and his kids rebelled against him. Adam and Eve rebelled. And God's actions towards them, but not only that, his, his understanding of what I was going through at that very moment was very impactful on my heart yeah Mm. hurting parent god knows what you are feeling he knows what you know what you're going through because his his kids rebelled that's beautiful and it was it was it was just a tide of fresh air for our hearts yeah we'll put that book in the show note yeah it's a little hard to find but relief by hurting parents Relief for Hurting Parents by Buddy Scott, okay. Christian counselor who was looking, he was facing himself severe rebellion of his own children, and he couldn't find any resources to to navigate mm-hmm. this. Yeah. And God put that together. I think you can still find it through his organization. Great. And, uh, Great. Yeah. So you've talked about um, this class a number of times. I know parents might, their ears might be perked a little bit. Tell us about this class that you've done here at Grace um, several times. Yes. Who's it for? What's the purpose of it? What what blessings and fruit have you seen from it so far? Yeah. So we stumbled onto this with um, uh, gathering parents uh, now probably five, six, seven, eight years ago on a Wednesday night uh, and came into this resource, Parenting by Paul Tripp. And uh, um, so this what we've been doing is is well suited for parents of any ages. Mm-hmm. And I would ideally uh, invite parents with younger kids because if you are seeing God able to reorient you in some ways, it can have profound impact. It has profound impact on parents of teenagers for sure. Mm-hmm. But if you reorient your your the deepest parenting pieces of you, which only grace can do, then you have a, the greatest potential to be the healthiest parent that you can be. Mm-hmm. So the parenting sessions really are suited for any parent, even any grandparent, if they're very active in their grandchildren. I had a set of grandparents who actually were take, had took authority of a grandchild into their home as a parenting role. Sure. So um, really well suited for this. And the, from my perspective, the number one resource, and again, what we do is just dive through the book just chapter by chapter, yeah. talk through it, give space for parents to realize that they are not alone in their journey. There, are, It's 100% of parents that are dysfunctional just like them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 100% of us. Okay, all raise your hand in this room right now. I am a dysfunctional person. I am Some a dysfunctional parent. <laughs> I'm glad Andrew's you're got an announcement this, to us. <laughs> yeah. We'll deal I with gotta, that one later. We got yeah. uh, to start early. Uh, session, we need to have a meeting quickly tonight. <laughs> yep. no. um, but to give a safe place for parents to go like, man, I'm struggling here with my kid. Honest, genuine, real, uh, this is what's going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how is the grace of God enter into that? Yeah. And so out of the gate, I kind of mentioned this, but the, right out of the gate, trying to help a parent understand if they are approaching their parenting on an ownership perspective 
or an ambassador perspective. Mm. If you are approaching your parenting as an, from an owner perspective, you're living in a skewed Christian parenting perspective. Mm-hmm. And it brings harm to your kids. Yeah. It, 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 it limits the opportunities that God can utilize through you if you have that type of approach. So that's the first thing we talk about. And there are clues on our identity, our work, our success, our reputation, how you can kind of measure or gauge whether I'm living on an ownership standard or an ambassador standard. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you can drift into this ambassador standard, you are you're moving in a direction that is going to give you your your healthiest parenting opportunity. Yeah. Now, Jeff, what about the parents who are listening who are saying, you know, I think things are going okay, and and we're cruising along and stuff. Is this class for them as well, or is this only for the screw ups? And that's a trick question, by the way. (laughs) That's a trick question. I'm setting you up, but I think you know the answer. Couple thoughts. One is if if things are rolling along, you can be an encouragement to others in this setting. So we sit in round tables, we talk honestly about what's going on. And so for you to have faced the the challenges that you are and you're in a good spot, you can be an encouragement to that person sitting near Mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. But also as I'm discovering in my own heart in this journey of where is it that I'm skewed or I listen to lies, God brings to me in my heart more and more <laughs> illumination into dark places. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so for parents like, hey, I'm rolling along pretty good. Well, yay, be an encouragement to others. But God may use this, you know, this, uh, this time together to point to an area because I'm discovering as I've stepped into this to realize I have blind spots in my life. God is saying, there's another one, Jeff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, oh, and I'm, I'm getting less and less afraid of those, mm-hmm. which for many believers, it's we live in a context in our Christian lives like, well, I'm not going to let Kara know my weakness. Totally. I'm not going to let, let John Vanny know that, man, this is a struggle for me. Yeah. Because um, the imagination would say that it's probably not a struggle for him. And it's probably not a struggle for them or them or them or them. Or what are they going to think of me if mm-hmm. they knew mm-hmm. what was going on in my life? One, yeah. one of our last uh, recent parenting sessions, a, a mom shared uh, something really, really deep and, and meaningful that I believe that they would have never, ever shared with anyone else before. Mm. With wow. tears in her eyes, speaking this to a table full of friends, of people who were not going to judge her, and... I believe by her expressing, it was really tough stuff. Yeah. By her saying that and others loving on her, receiving it, someone who's more positive down the line, just caring for her, they stopped and prayed for her. Mm-hmm. I believe that mom is in a different spot to to function differently with the concern that she shared. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I love that. Um, camaraderie that's gathered by people who say i'm dysfunctional yeah the degree of dysfunction is different for us but it's a hundred percent of uh, us and i bet those people go away different too yeah change that's the impact that i'm seeing through leading people just to read the book and talk about it yeah um that they have they have different wiring inside that rewiring that god only god can do yeah now why why would they attend the class as opposed to just reading the book what how much more of an advantage is it do you see, have you seen, if they're in that class interacting with others? Well, by 
discussing through the things that are brought forward. And there's, I would love it, all of our parents to get the book and read it. I think there's going to be great value to that. Mm-hmm. But when you sit down and you read a chapter and you hear the thoughts and what God is doing through what Paul Tripp leads us through, it just stimulates you into new territories. And uh, so uh, to to jump into the parenting sessions that we do and uh, we we meet for 10 or 12 weeks and we just basically read a chapter and talk through it I guide us to hey there's a here's a an important part mm-hmm. uh, one of those is I'm spiritually blind to my blindness mm. and for a parent or for any of us to realize that 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 takes us into that place of grace where God can speak to us he can use others to speak into our lives and like ah you may not want to go there <laughs> yeah because yeah. I don't see it and so the value of that is is huge. To I love that. Sit with other parents who are in the journey, yeah. Hearing what's God's saying to them and that, yeah. And you know the the question I asked earlier was it's meant to be a joke because I said, "Is it only for screw ups?" All of us are screw ups. All of us are sinners. And probably the scariest place to be would to be imagine you aren't. That's exactly right. Well, and that, there's another concern from our church environments, and I think we at Grace are are making progress on this, but. Generally speaking, our Christian cultures enable unhealthy practice mm-hmm. as brothers and sisters. How you doing? I'm fine. Mm-hmm. When in reality, I am so hurting. You have yeah. read The Cure like a hundred times, haven't you? <laughs> yes, I have. Okay, all right. <laughs> it is one, it, next to par- parenting. We'll put that one in the show notes, The too. Cure, oh. uh, Waking the Dead by John Eldridge, are three top resources. Uh, 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 Gentle and lily. Yeah, I was, I was just going to say it. Yep. Booyah. All right, I love it. I love it. Well, and it's so funny that our church culture is that way, because what better, safe, wise, like just all-encompassing, loving place to have those vulnerabilities and to share right. those those weaknesses yeah. and yeah. things. But and we've so. drifted in, and the enemy uses that drift of functioning on unhealthy systems that enable some of the statistics that grab our heart of many of our kids don't latch onto the faith yeah. that we want them to latch because they're not they're we're not practically living out this authenticity in front of them in, yeah. in the book he says grace brings you to a point where you can acknowledge your weaknesses to your kid wow and that if you're scary. missing that mm-hmm. grace yes when you say to your child is like i i screwed up there i have a i have an issue i have a funny story when the kids were little Laura and Katie, the two youngest, middle and youngest, were in the car, and I got caught speeding. Mm-hmm. I was so ticked <laughs> off. I had the worst attitude towards oh. that policeman. Mm-hmm. We had a Dude. neighbor friend in the car with us, and I interacted really negatively with the police officer. And as I was driving away and got a ticket, I was so upset inside. <laughs> and then it came to me. It's like, what did I just demonstrate to the kids? Mm-hmm. Mm. And at that moment, I said, guys... <laughs> I really messed up there. Yeah. I was wrong. I spoke. I did not handle myself the way I should have mm-hmm. with that policeman. Mm-hmm. And I admitted that to them. And they, uh, uh, my two kids remember that, and they said that that was pretty yeah. significant. Oh, my yeah. gosh. That's unforgettable. Cool. Yeah. So important. And a lot of times kids are pretty quick to forgive if you develop that habit because <laughs> yes. they know that you care about them and you're modeling that. And so. Oh, yeah. It's a magnet to them to ultimately the grace of God. I mean, that's the real mm-hmm. message that's mm-hmm. being delivered is like, I need help. Yeah. I recognize I'm I'm not all I could or should be. It's not despair. 
No. It's it's actually it's humility. It's, it's the first point of hope is what it is. Yeah. It's bringing the only solution that they have for yes. their hearts, recognizing that's the only solution that I have for my heart. Yeah. Yep. That's absolutely right. Wow. So um, we keep talking about this class. Jeff, What what's your hope to even begin this class? Or I know not. we don't have all the answers yet, but what's the desire for this next semester? Ideally, I'm hoping we can meet in person, have a Zoom option okay. uh, to it. But I'm hoping, again, with um, having a socially distant space available somehow, some way, that mm-hmm. we can have parents sitting around a round table, uh, developing camaraderie with one another, um, support and prayer, mm-hmm. um, and uh, having it meet weekly. Uh, but we'll see. That's our hopes yeah. for the uh, Wednesday nights. And, again, providing child care and uh, uh opportunities for kids that parents would be bringing yeah so that would be happening in here and again all to be determined but that's my greatest hope yeah that's awesome so um if you're a parent you're listening to this i I would say first step is buy the book Um, i think that's a good book to have anyway right Mm -hmm. correct and then uh we'll try to communicate as soon as we can about that class and when it would start but if you have questions feel free to email me, uh, john at jvanny at gracepress.org. And I would be happy to answer your questions and let you know where that's going because I would love for you to be a part of it this year. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be a great thing. And as well, soon as we get the uh, information for that, we can come add it to the notes. Absolutely. Well. Yes, yep. absolutely. So maybe they're in the notes already. Yeah, depending yeah. on when you're listening to this, maybe they're um, in there already. Well, and again, if anyone, if they might be happening to list, be listening, that they, they just feel like they're in a desperate spot. I'd be. I'd love to connect and encourage uh, a person that might be in that spot as a parent, um, and they can just contact John, and he knows how to pass me on. And, yeah, and I would be uh, happy to connect you. Okay. Obviously, Jeff mm-hmm. is here. He's here at the church, and so and he's a mentor parent. So so we want him and other mentor parents to come alongside uh, other parents. Jeff, before we end, what are some any last things that you want to speak to parents right now to encourage them, to right. remind them of some godly truths as they are on their way? Uh, boy, I could. There's talk. so many. <laughs> <laughs> You've said so many already, too. Here's here's the one that uh, the a great concept to have in your mind is you as a parent need to be parented. Mm-hmm. Mm. And we have a loving Heavenly Father who's ready for that. Mm. And our loving Heavenly Father is the true Father to our children. But He invites us into the opportunity to be His hands and feet and voice. And so um, trust your Heavenly Father to live in grace and mercy with your children. Grace at work in your heart will grow a tenderness to your kids. Mm. I see a lot of Christian parents have a harshness in their in their parenting techniques and styles. Mm. That is not the the model that Jesus gave us. Yeah. And yeah. grace brings us to that point, but as a parent, realize that you need a parent and we have a heavenly loving heavenly father who is ready to do that work and the the greatest parenting work that needs to happen is in you not from you. Mm. Wow. I love that. Well, and can so, you say that again? <laughs> so the greatest parenting work that needs to happen is in you, not from you. Wow. 
And I had that reflection of a parent uh, that a, a group of parents I led over in, in Bloomington that caught on to this. I came here to know how to fix my kid, and I'm leaving realizing that I need to have God fix my heart. Ooh, mm. wow. That's and good. That, that. that dad was stepping into a whole new healthy dynamic of Christian parenting. Mm. Wow. That is really great. <laughs> we need that. to have you back. I'm already yeah, ready. Please. We need to get you back on here. <laughs> Wait, oh, but we're kind of out of time today. Kara, would you mind praying for Jeff oh, and sure. praying for this time? And yeah. uh, again, we'll have all of our all the resources in the show notes there. And feel free to get a hold of us yeah. uh, or Jeff with any other things. Amen. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Awesome. God, we just thank you so much for Jeff and for um, his experience and his life and just all the things that God you have taught. Um, through those experiences and and through your heart to his and so god we thank you that you are a relational god and that that your your grace and your love is available to all of us um and so god as jeff continues to um be a parent in different ways and in, in his adult children and um with all the grandbabies that he's got now as well god just continue to um bless and um guide him in the same ways that you have been throughout his life and as he impacts um, youth and, and things in his job and, and mentoring and um, all of that. God, continue to um, pass along your grace. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Jeff. It was awesome. Yeah. yeah. I'm an older guy, non-technique. Now I'm a podcaster. Podcaster. Add to your resume. You can even have a free chocolate back there if you like it. Yeah. All right. You did well. Okay. Thanks, well, guys. See you, everybody. Awesome. Yeah, we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Teleos. We hope it helped you on your disciple-making journey. If you know anyone else that might benefit from the conversations here, we'd love for you to share it with them. You can find Teleos anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you want to learn more or get a hold of us, visit our website at gracepress.org student. That, along with all the other resources you heard about in this episode, can be found, as always, in the show notes below. Thanks again for listening. See you next time on Teleos.